Welcome to Humanity at Its Best. I'm Carol Cohn, and today we have with us Natasha Danielovich from Serbia. And she has created a wonderful website and community online to help people during the COVID pandemic. Welcome to our show and tell us about the anti-corona zone. Thank you so much. So the project started as a response from the, the team within uh, one uh, non-governmental, non-profit organization uh, called Serbia on the Move. Basically, our entire work is focused on helping people uh, solve some of the issues in their community or improve the situation in their communities. And one of the biggest challenges that we are all facing at the moment is the coronavirus. So um, we were just thinking of how we can help people overcome or at least make the situation a bit easier. One day, the, the team from the uh, Serbia on the Move uh, joined on an online meeting because we were in a lockdown here. Um, and we were just discussing, like, what is the thing that people uh, could need at this point? And one of the things that came up is the the opportunity to connect with others and to still socialize despite the social distance concept and everything that that is suggested uh, these days. So uh, we realized that if we cannot do it physically, we will try to do it virtually on a, a virtual platform and an online space for people to meet each other, to talk about things, to share experiences. And that's how the idea for the anti-corona zone uh, started. And of course, because um, all of us are um, mainly volunteering in the organization, we couldn't make the platform. None of us uh, are, are uh, web developers. So uh, we contacted um, one young man from uh, Serbia. He has a startup called Taraba. And we just uh, presented the idea. And a day later, he said that he's in and he wanted to help us build this platform. So uh, the entire project was launched in three days. We didn't really have a lot of time. We didn't have a lot of time to think things through because everything was moving so fast that we just wanted to have this space as soon as possible. So we launched the platform and the, the, the entire concept is that we have a schedule that is on our website with the list of all of the events that are happening and all of the events are happening live on Zoom. So people actually get a chance to talk to each other, not just passively watch uh, a webinar or a course, but they actually have a, a chance to interact with one another. And so we just wanted to to offer uh, a lot of the content. We didn't want to focus on one thing specifically, but instead we uh, provided content for uh, kids, uh, for pregnant women, for parents. Uh, we also have psychological counseling every day for those who are struggling with this situation. We just have like online board games uh, where we just join and then socialize. But we also have some educations and some other things. So uh, we really wanted to uh, provide content that a lot of people can access. And also, uh, we designed our platforms in a way that it is open for everybody to join and to also share their own content. So we've had a lot of people reach out and they can organize things. So. And you've had over a hundred events. What are the ones that seem to have a lot of uh, attendance? One of them is dance class. Actually, uh, people love <laughs> the opportunity to to get up and to kind of move and and have this positive vibe. Uh, we also had some discussions around leadership in times of crisis, uh, which is very um, urgent topic right now. Uh, we had a very uh, a webinar that was directed towards the 
uh, people to small business owners here and just strategies on how they can overcome this period. So they actually got to talk to each other. We've had some uh, other. So the thing that I mentioned, the online board games is very popular <laughs> as well. So it's very different. Yeah. Can you just share a story, perhaps, of one of the events or an individual that really stood out for you? I feel that we have so many already. That, that's another thing. So it, during this lockdown, we met so many new people, which is amazing. But uh, I think one of the people that really stood out is um, one mom. Uh, she has a, a, a toddler uh, and she just joined one of our uh, virtual parent coffees. And this was our first event, our first virtual coffee. So there was nobody else. It was just the people from the team. And then she came and she was so enthusiastic about this. Uh, and she offered to organize her own event. Uh, and she held uh, like an Easter workshop for kids. And she basically became the, the member of the team. So uh, she's been really enthusiastic and engaged. And she included her entire family, including all of the relatives, her husband, uh, even uh, her husband's grandmother. Uh, she wanted to, to do something with her. So yeah, it's really amazing. It sounds like you're just exponentially growing, that it's really catching fire. Yeah. Has it been replicated outside of Serbia or right now it's just focused in Serbia? I don't know if there are similar things in other countries. Uh, we really didn't see anything like this on internet. We didn't get ideas from anything. So for now, we're just focusing on Serbia, but we've also had some of the uh, international events. So some of the events in English, we also kind of want to uh, gather the, the international community and to have people uh, share things among each other. So this is something that we're definitely working on, but I'm not aware if there is something uh, replicating in other countries, then we just haven't found it yet. So what are the two or three insights that you have for anybody who wants to establish something similar to this in their own country? One of the things is the, the content, definitely. Uh, I think that nowadays people are kind of overwhelmed with a variety of online content with promotional things. So, and what we've noticed is that the people just miss a chance to kind of relax and just talk to each other so that it's not too formal or too strict. So this is definitely one of the things to have in mind. Of course, uh, there are certain events that are more strict, but uh, just having a chance to socialize, this is something that we're really lacking right now. And also another thing, another aspect is the, the technology itself. Our platform is very simple. Like you can join event in just, two or three clicks because people are, some people are not familiar with Zoom. Some people are not too comfortable with joining live events. So if the platform or this virtual space is too complicated to reach, people may just give up. So just creating something that's very user-friendly and very intuitive, I think is uh, another very important thing. And also just focusing on positive things. Like we are overwhelmed with bad news everywhere. Yeah, just focusing on the positives is really important. And how is the, the coronavirus um, situation in Serbia? At the moment, it's getting better. Luckily, at the moment, we have 7,000 people who are infected, which is worse than some other countries in our, uh, in our region, but also better than uh, some of the other European countries. So I think we're doing well, but it's still new for everybody. And uh, people, especially Serbs, we are very friendly and open people. So just being in a lockdown and not being able to hug each other or to just socialize. I think that psychologically, this was really hard for people. So uh, yeah, this was our way of trying to make this situation a bit easier. And what do you wish um, in the future when we get to our next societal, it's, it won't be the way it was, it's going to be somewhat changed or a lot changed. What do you wish for 
um, people-to-people engagement at that point? I think one of the things uh, that is really important is for us to appreciate the ability to just have close contact with one another and to interact. Uh, and also to realize that, especially in the nowadays world, we have so many options. So even if we cannot meet the way that we used to, there are different possibilities and this should not stop us and limit us. So just being very open-minded with this concept and finding always new ways of how we can reach out to one another, how we can support one another and, and not forgetting this aspect because even if we are in our own homes, this doesn't mean that we should stop communicating with, with our friends, our family and, and people from our community. So just being more appreciative of this and, and also open to, to new experiences and new ways. I think this is something that, that I would like people to have in mind in future. Welling is a gentleman from Amsterdam. Welcome to the show, Bas. Good morning for you. Good, good afternoon here in Amsterdam. Talk to us a little bit about how the coronavirus is proceeding in Amsterdam, and then tell us about your amazing work, Hearts for Healthcare Heroes. Yeah, so um, as in the rest of the world, of course, uh, in, in the Netherlands, everybody works from home, is at home. Children are not allowed to go to school. Um, uh, restaurants, cafes are, cl- are closed. So yesterday we celebrated King's Day in the Netherlands, which, which used to be for those who have been in Amsterdam once, it's it's the, the national holiday where everything is orange, where everyone is on the streets, and now everyone was in her, his or her house. So that was uh, we uh, that, that was strange, um, but at the same time, a lot of creative things happen as well. Um, you feel that uh, everyone would like to do something with the talent they have. Uh, and especially for the people, of course, who are working, uh, in, in, in care, in hospitals, who are, who are the ones going to their work every day. Um, so our idea was how can we, well, stimulate everyone? How can we express our respect for, for those working in, 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 in hospitals right now by staying at home, right? Because if we would like to do something on the street, it's simply not possible. So that's why we came up with um, uh, with an, an idea to invite everyone in the Netherlands to pick a white T-shirt, to make a red heart on that white T-shirt, and to hang it in front of, of the window so that everyone who is in his car driving to work can see it from outside, that we from inside really support them. So that's basically the idea. And a lot of, lot of people in the Netherlands uh, follow this, this idea. So while you drive around Amsterdam or around the Netherlands, every once in a while you see these t-shirts and you see the support for them hanging around. Do you know how many people have gotten involved? Do you have any estimate of it? Of course, we also asked everyone to, once you've done it, to submit a video or a little photo on, uh, on their socials using our hashtag. So to some extent, we can, we can measure it. We see that thousands, tens of thousands of people are doing it. We also said uh, people working in care actually don't have time for, for checking their socials at this moment. So doing something that is only available online or only available on the socials would not fit our, our brief, you could say, or our, our idea. So there are also a lot of people who didn't put it on socials but are 
creating these T-shirts with their children who are at home anyway. So it's a, a nice thing to do together and put their T-shirt in front of the window. So exact numbers we don't have, but that's not not also really our aim to to measure it. It's our aim to support. Did you have your child help you out? Yeah, I have a three-year-old boy. His name is Ole. And of course, uh, also my working day is now four hours a day instead of eight hours a day. So I have plenty and lots of time with him to do creative stuff. So, uh, of course, he was uh, my, uh, my, uh, uh, my boy in creating this T-shirt together. So we, we thought to pick the red paint. So he painted his uh, very best uh, red heart on, uh, on my white T-shirt. So what's the hashtag so that people can join in from around the world and um, just spread this idea? Yeah, so uh, right now it's a Dutch idea. So the, 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 the hashtag is Mijn Hart voor de Zorg, which is a bit difficult uh, difficult hashtag for uh, English-speaking people, I would say. Uh, but maybe you, we can share uh, this this hashtag so that you can see uh, all those white T-shirts and red hearts around around the Netherlands. What do you think this this wonderful sense of togetherness and humanity um, is? What's going to happen to it when we get back to our new life? It won't be a normal life. It'll be a new life. Do you think that this building of community? Thanking um, healthcare workers, but just being more neighborly, will that continue? I, I definitely think so. And I also think that in other terms, um, people of, or things in society have shifted. At least in the Netherlands, we saw recently in the last years, a lot of people working in healthcare or in education who thought that these industries were really under under rewarded uh, in terms of salary, but also in terms of, of status, social status. And I think this has turned upside down completely right now, right? Uh, healthcare and education are, are two hero industries at this moment where people work uh, day and night to keep us alive and keep us, keep us healthy. So I definitely think that, that also these industries and the reputation and status that are attached to these industries is, is, uh, is changed forever, at least in the Netherlands. I think that, I think that's to your point, it's about invisible. And that the, the invisibles become visible. Yeah. What do you do for work? I'm curious when you're not uh, working at home. <laughs> uh, even when I'm working at home, I run a creative agency. It's called We Film, and we really believe that uh, that film is a is a fantastic craft with which you can touch hearts and create movements. So what we do is to help uh, brands and organizations to to find basically. Uh, their purpose and to tell uh, to tell about that in the most conscious way possible and to really add value instead of advertise about yourself or tell about yourself. So we really help help organization and big brands to make this shift towards just thinking about themselves and telling about themselves to thinking about, hey, what's my role in society? What can I add to someone else's life? And how can communication and and emotional film storytelling help in that to create movements that uh, that you haven't seen earlier. You must be itching to tell the story of the humanity during this this pandemic. Uh, do you have any plans to make a film uh, when you have a little bit more liberty? Yes, we, we are thinking about that. But in the meantime, we also saw that uh, in our business, we got a lot of uh, requests from brands. I mean, this is the time in which your purpose is more 
important and more necessary than ever, right? All those brands that thought about that purpose as a side thing before now realize it's the core of our existence. And it's also the way we get, can get through these social but also economic crises and how we can create a competitive advantage in the end in our, in our industry. Uh, so that's why we actually see that also within a lot of organizations that this way of shifting about thinking about your own purpose is really rapidly changing right now in the right direction. And that's, of course, the positive thing about this terrible situation, actually, that we are, are really uh, confident that uh, not only society and its, let's say, social norms, but also a lot of organizations and big brands will change in a positive way because of this crisis. I'm just curious, because that's the other side of our podcasting is Purpose 360. We've been working in the purpose field for over 30 decades. To, to see it around the globe in a positive way um, is, is so exciting. Do you Are you seeing any brands during this time um, doing extraordinary things in, in uh, the Netherlands to help heroes or to help with PPE uh, for the coronavirus treatments? I see definitely a, a lot of uh, companies who are really trying to contribute in a positive way. But what I um, um, uh, most importantly see as a positive thing is that competitors are are cooperating, right? Where mm. uh, we saw it from Google and Apple in, in the US, but also on a smaller scale here, we see that all the do-it-yourself stores are not making their own campaigns telling about themselves, but they are standing hand in hand, talking about their whole industry as a whole, communicating from uh, one mouth, uh, talking the same language, things that, that were not possible before this, uh, this time. And also here, I think that this will not directly go away after this crisis. This creates some kind of cooperation within industries that we've mm -hmm. never seen before. So, Bass, is there anything that you would like to share? You already have, um, but on top of just, you know, purpose going from the periphery to the core. But any other insights for our listeners, whether they want to thank our healthcare heroes or those that are invisible or any um, insights for people that want to uh, learn about uh, brands with a purpose? Maybe my, my last note would be about, about the power of creativity, huh? because a lot of um, brands are, of course, exploring their purpose. Some of them are really good in that, and some of them really have to, 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 to look after it. And if you have to look after it too long, I mean, apparently it's too hard to find it. But we really believe in, in combining this true added value, call it purpose, a sincere purpose, with the craft of creativity. And we have seen a lot of examples where creativity and craft at its fullest, for example, in film, but also in other domains, can really change the way you look at things, can create talk of the town topics. And that's where, for example, film is, I mean, that's where the whole thing of filmmaking is, is, is born for, right? To create mind-changing uh, storytelling. And so film is not the perfect craft for just advertising. It's the perfect craft to tell important topics and to, to create movements. And so I really believe in this combination of the true uh, purpose that really fits your organization and brand on the one side, but on the other side, bold and sincere creativity attached to it to, to win people's hearts. 
Today, we're talking with sisters Shreya and Isha of Ashburn, Virginia. They started a nonprofit Mist for Us, and their mission, while it has changed slightly with the coronavirus pandemic, um, has continued full force. So Shreya and Isha, tell us a little bit about Mist for Us and tell us about what you're doing amid the pandemic. Um, Hi, I'm Shreya Venka. And I'm Isha Venka. And we are the founders of Nest For Us, a nonprofit organization that provides voluntary solutions to the community in order to make the world better through kindness. Um, And despite the pandemic, we are still continuing this mission by um, providing opportunities for um, people in our community and um, around the world to be involved in their community and to give back in a way that interests them. We have five core programs that we've had to adapt um, due to the coronavirus. And so the first one is our Nest Nurtures program, which is our food redistribution program. Through this program, um, we serve homeless people and low-income families. Through Nest Nurtures, we have partnerships with many um, many food businesses, including Starbucks and Panera Bread, um, through which we rescue their, their excess food um, at the end of every night. Um, we have several food rescues um, that we collect this excess food from, and we um, redistribute this food to um, people in need. So basically those who live hungry in D.C., um, Maryland, and Virginia. So we are partnered with over 23 different uh, homeless shelters and food banks in the Washington metro area. And so during each food rescue, we make sure to follow our governor's COVID regulations of maintaining a distance of um, six feet between each volunteer and make sure that we keep our team, our volunteer team to groups of six and under. And just over the past month, we've served those in need in the Washington metro area by donating over 3,000 pounds of food. Well, that's incredibly impressive. It's very hard to be a nonprofit right now. Yeah, It's very hard to be a volunteer-driven organization. And it sounds like you got that down pat by following local regulations and CDC regulations. But expand Mm -hmm. a little bit about the statement on the homepage of your website. It says, together we can make a difference. A lot of people are saying right now that we're together alone. So what advice might you have? And what have you learned that you can share with other nonprofit, volunteer-driven organizations? We kind of preach, together we will make a difference. Um, And I know right now a lot of people feel alone. I I like the statement. We are alone together because um, what we've noticed is that when our our volunteers, although they can't do volunteering as originally as they originally do. So like coming in large groups and meeting new people and all that, we still provide a way for them to help those in need, um, even during this time where they can come and do basically the same thing, but in in kind of an adapt in a different way in an altered way um and so we want to still be that family for especially for those who don't have one and especially now since people who get to spend time with their family people are able to spend more time with their families and so we want to help those who aren't able to do that and we want to be we want to be there for them basically and also in our volunteer team, we have people as young as four and as old as 70. And just getting all age groups and all different backgrounds, all different people involved uh, in our volunteer family, as we like to call it, is really big for us and is one of our you know, major uh, missions um, through Nest for Us. And we're proud that our volunteer family has um, grown from just us two to over 850 dedicated volunteers of all ages. Over how many years? Oh, four oh, years. Yeah. Um, I think this is, I think this is year five, actually. Yeah. 
So five years. And the two of you still get along. You're, you're just <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yes, we do. We, this is really, I mean, of course we were close before, but this has really brought us together and showed us that this is basically our purpose in life. This is why we, this is why we do what we do is because we've seen the impact that our work has on um, both those in need and those just in our community who want to get involved. And we are able to inspire um, people to follow, follow their passions and give back, give back with passion. Mm-hmm. And we understand you're a, a, a daily points of light winner. So um, we had the great honor of being a daily point of light. Um, thanks to um, points of light, the points of light organization. And um, we're really proud to be a um, daily point of light because um, I think the program is really great um, because it showcases those in the community who are really making a difference and who are passionately helping others. And we're just really honored to be part of that that family. I feel like it's a family, mm-hmm. even though we we haven't been able to physically meet most of the honorees, but being able to read their stories and hearing about how they're making a difference has really inspired us to continue doing what we do and has motivated us to make more connections and expand our network in order to um, grow our impact and just help more people. And um, this month is actually Global Volunteer Month. And so um, because of that, we are working with Points of Light to host a virtual kindness challenge in honor of Global Volunteer Month, where people can spread positivity um, during these uncertain times through small acts of kindness right from their own home. Um, And so some examples of that are um, writing notes of encouragement and um, notes of thanks to um, healthcare heroes, um, post positive uplifting messages, and just posting videos of kind acts, things Mm -hmm. like that. The little things that they can do from home that'll lift people's spirits and help those in need. And people from all over the world have participated in our ritual kindness challenge, which is really cool that even during this pandemic, we're still able to reach like such a level. I think that's really cool to reach such yeah. a wide, wide group of people that normally we wouldn't be able to considering they're across the world. Mm-hmm. But now this pandemic has allowed us to virtually connect with a lot of people um, and spread our impact virtually, um, which is which is really awesome. Just spreading the positivity and kindness, especially in a time where that is really needed. Mm-hmm. So you have quite a few programs. You have Nest Buddies, um, Nest Cares. Talk to us about a few of those programs, how they came to be, um, and what you might be focusing on right now. Yeah, so we have five core programs. So Nest Nurtures, our food redistribution program. Nest Tutors, our free tutoring program. Nest Cares, our blessing bag program. Nest Buddies, our birthday in a box program. And Nest Inspires, our leadership program. And so through these programs, we basically wanted to create a platform for people to give back in a way that interests them. I think that's very important, or we think that's very important because, um, sorry, um, <laughs> uh, one of the issues that we want to overcome with Nespress is the lack of motivation to volunteer with a passion. Uh, one thing we've noticed in our own community is that most people do community service solely for hours or some other incentive, which we believe defeats the purpose. Uh, so that's why we provide a variety of programs that allow people to give back by doing something that interests them. So we first started off with Nest Nurtures and then we um, created these four new programs so that people can find their passion and where they would want to give back in the community. And so um, I'm going to expand a little bit on those programs. So through um, Nest Tutors, 
uh, will we originally were having one-on-one tutoring between kids in grades preschool um, through middle school um, who are tutored by high school and college kids. Um, and so this was happening face-to-face, um, which provided a really good connection between the kids because mm-hmm. we saw that the younger ones were became more interested in learning and um, the older kids were able to take on a leadership role and um, experience how it was like to um, teach the younger generation, which was really nice. But now due to the pandemic, we are providing free virtual tutoring um, for, uh, for kids in preschool, kindergarten, elementary, middle, and high school. Um, and so the good thing about this is that we're able to um, reach more people um, around the nation and around the globe. We have students from the United States as well as from other, other nations. Um, and so um, through di- various digital platforms like Zoom, Google Meets, um, FaceTime, Skype. Skype, we're able to arrange tutoring sessions between these kids. And so as of now, we have over 225 tutees and 100 tutors participating in this online tutoring program. And then through Nest Cares, which is our care package program, uh, we're still assembling care packages filled with toiletries and non-perishable food items and distributing those packages to those in need in the Washington metro area, uh, despite the whole outbreak. So during um, COVID, we've distributed over 1,000 blessing bags and care packages to those in need. This pandemic has kind of halted two of our programs temporarily. Um, our Nest Buddies program, we were giving birthdays in a box mm-hmm. to um, underprivileged kids in our community. Um, and so basically those boxes would have a little cake, a gift card, a toy, a handmade, a card. handmade card, a birthday hat, little things. So it's like a little mini birthday in a box, basically. The reason we have this program is because we just, we believe that every child deserves to celebrate their special day. And then because schools are closed now, we aren't able to uh, give them to kids, but we will be continuing that soon. So we're excited for that when the year opens (laughs) again. Um, And um, through Nest Inspires, uh, which is our leadership program, the reason we decided to create Nest Inspires, which is our leadership program, is because we've been to a lot of different conferences and um, spoke at many, and spoke at many schools where we met a lot of influential people, and we wanted to bring that same those same influential speakers and give our community a chance to experience the motivation and inspiration that we gained from them. And so um, that's why we decided to create this program as a as a free um, way for the community to experience what we experience. what we experience basically um, and so through nest inspires we're going to be providing a program where motivational speakers will um, share share their work and share how kids can get involved in the community how people can get involved in the community um, and then also we're going to be having discussions about just issues that people are passionate about um, and then ways that the community can get involved so it's just, it's going to be a good, uh, we're really excited um, for when the pandemic could be over mm-hmm. so we can um, really get the community involved in this, in this inspirational event. Well, not only is your impact amazing, but I think it's amazing that you took it upon yourselves to create a nonprofit organization at such young ages and scale it like you have. So I know that actually a lot of young people have reached out to me and said, I want to not just give my time and talents, but I want to start my own organization about something I'm passionate about. 
So what advice would you have for a young person who wants to create their own nonprofit or nonprofit program to give back? The reason that we decided to create Nest for Us is because there are several reasons, but I think the number one answer, the number one reason that we decided to form Nest for Us is because we were passionate about helping others. And I know that sounds really cliche, but I think until someone experiences the true joy of serving someone and helping someone in need, um, that's when they'll that's when they'll realize that that this is what they want to do. Like we had that moment. Um, several times, but um, I can remember the first time that we served at a homeless shelter. Like I'll never forget the smile and the joy that people, the people that we were serving had on their faces. And I think that's what really motivates us to continue what we're doing today. That's kind of why we do what we do is because we've seen that just 30 seconds, that's all it takes. 30 seconds of kindness can really change someone's day or even life for the better. For anyone who wants to start their own organization or just want to just start something is to find a cause that they're passionate about and just follow that. And I think just following your passion and following your dreams as cliche as it sounds is the first step. And from there, you'll just find that it'll be easy because you'll be interested in what you're doing and you will be able to inspire others to follow their passion as well. And also definitely getting um, your issue or your project out there, like spreading the awareness about it is really important to get people aware in your community about, you know, what's going on and what you're doing. That's really important. Like social media is huge, especially on, especially on how they can help. I think Mm -hmm. the awareness really helps people realize and how they can be part of the solution. One other insight I'd like to know is when you are working with a brother or a sister, what are the uh, some key rules to follow so that you stay really close and not fight? So um, one of the best parts about working with your siblings is that we talk about Nest literally 24-7. Like this, it'll be whether we're driving to soccer practice, we'll be talking about Nest. We're just sitting and watching a movie. Somehow Nest will come up. And I think that's somehow it'll come up. But I think that's that's something really special between us because it's really bonded us together in a cause that we're both passionate about. And so we're able to share that. I think it's very important to share that special connection and um, a way for you not to fight during this (laughs) is to definitely share your side of the story and listen to the other person. I think that's very important is not just to speak what you're thinking, but to listen to what the other person has to say. Because oftentimes the other person, what they have to say may really spark something in you. And that's how you keep channeling out ideas. And that's Mm -hmm. basically how these programs were born. We were talking about what we were interested in, what brainstorming, what we noticed in our community, and then how we can help and then ways that we can get the community involved and boom, boom, boom. And then it's Mm -hmm. just ideas start flowing out. And discussion is very important between basically leaders and siblings um, in general, but leaders, community leaders, you have to be able to collaborate and work things out and you don't need to let something very simple um, get in the way Mm -hmm. of um, or derail you from the goal, which is helping others. Well, I think what we've learned is that 30 seconds of kindness, uh, can you imagine if everyone on earth just practiced 30 seconds of kindness a day, what the world would be like? Um, Mm -hmm. Yes. I mean, no one really needs any special skills to, you know, impact someone's life in a positive way. I mean, that's kind of what we feel. And a lot of people, you know, doubted us in the beginning. They're like, oh, they're just kids. Like, how can they make a difference? But just showing our impact, I think that's what changed their mind is showing that 
No matter how old you are, no matter how rich or poor you are, you can make a difference if you want to. It's just you need to take that first step and have that passion of really truly giving back to someone with your heart. And I think I think that's what we we really want to inspire others to follow that same same passion. And you are. You're you're both doing wonderful work. So our listeners can support Nest for Us and learn more about the organization at nestforus.org. Mm-hmm. They can also learn more about Points of Light and the Daily Points of Light at pointsoflight.org. So Shreya and Isha, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for what you're doing. Uh, and I hope we'll stay in touch. Thank you. Thank you. Spread kindness, not the virus.